Yeah, well, hey, let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline yeah. and David Fleming. Hello, David. Hey, how what, are you guys? What's going on this morning? We appreciate you joining us bright and early. Oh, man, it's always good to be on with you guys. Yeah, is it, is yeah, it yeah. still early out there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sun's just now up, so... Well, David's one of my favorite people. He's uh, the president and CEO of Rev Birmingham, and he's got his hands in all kinds of good uh, projects and news out there. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier, and uh, David, tell us, we were talking about the Lynn Park stuff that's going on, you know, uh, and maybe some of the changes down there. Tell us some of, about that. Yeah, it's uh, some of us remember maybe back in the 80s, the last time Lynn Park was really – Given some attention and yeah. given some uh, refresh and overhaul, and it led to so many great things. I mean, who can forget city stages and all that great times that we had uh, uh, in Lynn, Lynn Park? But you know, it's gotten kind of tired, and uh, it's time again, you know, many decades later to give it a refresh. And we've been uh, working with a coalition of folks to come up with a new master plan and vision for, for Lynn Park uh, that would be appropriate. Uh, given all the other great amenities that are in downtown now. I mean, think about it. 2010 Railroad Park opened, and that wasn't there back in the 80s. And, you know, Rotary Trail opened 2016. City Walk just opened. And then we also spent a lot of money refreshing 20th Street this year. So it's now the real focus becomes Lynn Park. And um, we're going to come out next month with a, a master plan that, that shows some uh, great ways to position it for today and for the future, uh, but also how to really, this is the key guys to any green space, is how to, how to really program it right and sustain it right over time. Because when you neglect that stuff, that's when it kind of goes downhill. Well, yep. and I, I saw that, uh, you know, this isn't something that someone's just throwing a dart at a dartboard. I mean, there's been a whole lot of community input into this, correct? That's right. We've had, going back to the spring, we've had uh, a total of three different public workshops and surveys um, and they've told us a lot of different things. You know, people want the park to be something that really um, is timeless and yet, you know, modern from the standpoint of modern amenities. Uh, you know, maybe put some food in there. You know, uh, there are a lot of great parks that have, you know, like little restaurants and cafes in it. Something yeah. that draws people. Um, you know, make it, but, but keep it a kind of a great lawn or central green kind of place where you can still have a great events like Fiesta and, and those other, other things going, maybe bring magic city art connection back. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it has been a great history and had a t just, I was down there not very long ago for that Fiesta event and, uh, still, I mean, people still flock there for events and all, but, um, uh, like you, maybe it needs a little TLC. And, um, I like that, uh, the thought of, of maybe having a restaurant out there, but, and I don't know if you can, um, uh, necessarily chime in on this but uh you know there's all those properties kind of around the park too there's a lot of i guess i don't know if political is the right word but i mean the the county courthouse and the city hall yeah and um you know the board of education but if any if about will auditorium and the yeah, museum sure. are around it but i mean if yeah. any of that stuff could kind of be repurposed or redone i mean wow you could have a lot of stuff down there yeah i just like all those places I mentioned earlier, Railroad Park, Rotary Trail, see, I mean, think about all, all the development and opportunities and new things those those investments brought. Uh, we've got a lot of things that aren't going to move, like County Courthouse isn't going to move, and that's fine. And, and we've got some great buildings and institutions there, but this, this park really should set the stage for all those actors. Uh, but there are some development opportunities around it or nearby that we hope that this would help help people help us all think about, okay, well, how can we better – create a better sort of civic square. Cause that's really what that area is. It's our civic square, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
uh, but it can be more vibrant. Well, I was at a meeting at, uh, in that Park Place building this week, and I don't guess I'd ever been up in there. Uh, I don't remember it anyhow, but it looks out over the park. And, I mean, it, it's a great view. Super, super great view. And um, I, I just think that would be fantastic to get that uh, back up to speed because so many people, like you said, all the events that are there, city stages, I mean, how many, basically everybody in Birmingham has been there at some point, oh, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what yeah. what other There's projects are there. yeah what other projects are out there that you can kind of comment on or uh, uh, that you know some stuff on? Well, I know you all were talking earlier about the the star, and I I think there's some um, that's going to be a great project, and uh, but also you know the Southtown redevelopment on the other end. Of yeah, the yeah, for sure. Both, both are just transformational. Right. Yeah. Um, those two things are, are going to be really well done and really thoughtful and, and really done in, in a way that's not about just, I mean, they're going to try to bring some for everybody, you know, to those projects, which is, which is good and, and very thoughtful. But, um, you know, we've, uh, you know, Southern Research Institute, speaking of that area, man, what a powerful engine that at UAB is and the leadership there, you know, they have plans to, to build a, a lot more, you know, biotech, um, uh, labs and things there that that, that are going to talk about economic infusion. I mean, fueling our economy going forward. For, see, that's the kind of stuff we really need in Birmingham is to to keep pushing our our economy forward, and that kind of infrastructure makes a huge huge difference. And that's um, something that they're really dedicated to that a lot of people may not know about. But there's some big plans um, around that area um, to to grow that. Uh, there's so many more residential projects still coming downtown. I mean, I think that's the that's the key is people still want um, a real urban uh, experience. And there's some developers uh, like uh, our good friend Dick Schmaltz that brought us the Publix yeah. and stuff in downtown. He's got, you know, the old uh, Adamson Ford, you know, properties all bought, and he's doing big plans there to to hopefully bring some more of those great retailers and stuff downtown in mixed use developments. And that just leads you to the steam plant, you know, with Alabama Power and Orchestra Partners is doing. Alamo uh, Draft House is committed to coming, and they're working on the other amenities around that. I mean, that whole area has transformed amazingly in the last decade and continuing to transform a lot. So still a lot of big projects um, that, that are coming, uh, even with people concerns about the economy and stuff. People, they, you know, people are pushing forward on, on great downtown projects because they retain value. Uh, that's what's been proven. We're on the air right now with David Fleming with Rev Birmingham. And, you know, you mentioned UAB, and I think most of us tend to forget just what an asset that is to this community with respect to the great reputation that it has earned nationally as a research institute. And to your point, most of the uh, uh, the momentum of those developments that you've just mentioned, Orchestra Partners, uh, you know, the Adams Ford uh, – all of that's going to be right around that same area. There's really sort of a a, a, a symbiotic uh, momentum there, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, that if, if we didn't have UAB uh, in downtown Birmingham, our story would be very very different, and then probably not a good one. But the, the, you know, what happens just outside the borders of UAB uh, is critical too. All of this stuff happens in response, you know, to each other. UAB is a is a better, more attractive place. When amenities around it, like like the publics and other things that could come, railroad park, when all that happens, but then those things need the energy of UAB. I mean, that's, sure. just, that's just the way cities work. You know, you, you have those catalytic things, but you, you do the right things in response, and you just get a better city. You know, David, it's interesting too. You mentioned that um, the investments in downtown are are, are are proven good investments, and and it just it strikes me because 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, those aren't syllables that would have come out of most people's mouths. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, the world has changed a lot over the over, uh, last 20 years or For so. Sure. There was definitely a real return to the city movement. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, people like me exist to, a celebrate that keep it going but also yeah keep it going i mean we, we can't just take it for granted and that's no. why we got to keep doing these things like the lynn park revitalization and things like that to keep downtown an attractive investment yeah and it's exciting i mean it, it, it is it, it's exciting to see it's exciting to uh you know look at the the next building and wonder what's going in there and to your point you know the 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 old ford dealership and what can happen there in the steam plant and it's uh there's just a lot of momentum and for the folks who you know haven't been downtown to, to kind of catch the spark go down there it's really exciting to see yeah and uh the what you said earlier david uh the i mean the star project in that south town sure. you know uh projects redevelopment these other these other developments are great but those are sort of one-offs you know yeah. and they've all been around each other i mean these two projects are 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 really big and, i mean they really say, are yeah, right. have the potential to change our city yeah absolutely and you know when i started my uh, uh career in the 90s you know working on it you know downtown was largely a nine to five place and that was it but you know you go there today and all the amenities that attract people all the time and you know walk down or drive down second avenue north first avenue north all the the city's best restaurants and bars and stuff it is very different than, yeah. than it was. Back well, I used day. to live down on Morris Avenue, and I mean, when I was down there, literally there was nothing there. You had Rogers Army Navy store, yeah, and uh, and that Mister <laughs> Birch country, Cleaners. There was a country western it. store there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. It is totally different. But hey, uh, Ref Birmingham, talk a little bit about that. And you're coming up on the 10 year anniversary, and um, man, congrats to everybody. You got a great organization, but you have certainly done a good job. But kind of just tell everybody what y'all do. Sure. Well, 10 years ago. We formed Rev Birmingham out of a merger between Operation New Birmingham, which had you know roots all the way back to 1957 as a downtown focused economic development group, and then another group called Main Street Birmingham, which um, I had started in 2004, which did that kind of work in neighborhood commercial districts like you know Avondale and Woodlawn and places like that. So um, we really believed at that time, 10 years ago, that we needed to be one organization with those sort of skills and place revitalization and looking at the city as a whole. So we did that, and uh, today we largely focus on uh, downtown and the Woodlawn commercial district, where there's a lot of great, great stuff going on in, in, in the Woodlawn uh, yeah, commercial sure. area too. So. Um, you know, that's, a, that's why we exist. We exist to create vibrant commercial districts so that our city can be uh, the most vibrant urban market in the southeast where everybody can realize their dreams. And, 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 and having, you know, the, the place like downtown, you know, downtown really belongs to everybody. It's in the city of Birmingham, but it is a regional For sure. asset. And it's, it's important that it be vibrant. And it takes a lot of different things from things like, you know, addressing the clean and safe aspects of downtown, green space to helping developers redevelop buildings and then attracting and keeping businesses downtown. So it's all that, that kind of work that Rev does and works on. And, and, and especially uh, around businesses, we, we love working with small businesses. So, so because we really think those local businesses are what make our city authentic and cool. I mean, we can go attract a, you know, a Starbucks and I love those too, but honestly yeah. it's the, the local businesses that really make us Birmingham. Yeah. That's what, that's what we show off. Well, Hey, we got to run, but, uh, anything you want to say to wrap up? 
I, you know, I just want to say, Tony, I heard you talking about um, uh, your reunion with your SGA folks yeah. about uh, three weeks ago. I had the 32nd reunion of my 1990 Vestavia Hills graduating class. Nice. We had a great time. Did you did you dazzle them with your folks. dancing? Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> every time. That's what they expect. So, um, anyway, it was a great group. If anybody's listening, uh, shout out to you. Uh, hope to see you at the next one. Yeah, well, man, keep up the great work, all right? Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, see you, David. Absolutely, yeah. David Fleming with Rev Birmingham. Just a lot of exciting things, and yeah. it's cool. And it's got to be a, a, a treat for him to have his finger in that bowl oh, of man. just uh, goodness. And, and he knows a lot of stuff that they can't talk about. Oh, you for know? sure. So, I know, uh, no there's, there's more good stuff coming on. Gents, let's talk Halloween for a second. What is your favorite Halloween memory? One time I saw Nightmare Before Christmas performed live at the Hollywood Bowl. Walking with your kids. It felt so magical. And after they've got their candy and they walk away. So pure. The the dad inside the house is handing you a beer. My dad, when I get home, he would have me like empty out all the candy to make sure that it's safe. And it wasn't until I was about 35 that I realized, what the He was just eating my candy. Rude. What's your favorite Halloween costume? One year, I was Matthew McConaughey's character from Dazed and Confused. One year, I was like, I would like to be roadkill. The Halloween costume was a plastic smock and then a really scratchy plastic mask. I mean, you were styling if you had one of those. Aquaman, the plastic mask cutting into your eyes, and then you get that little hole in the mouth to breathe through all night long. What's your favorite Halloween candy? What's your favorite candy, man? Anything Reese's, Snickers bars. It's all the food groups. It's a meal. You've got caramel. Yes. Candy corn. I love candy corn. Me too. Wait, really? I'm one of the small percent of people who actually really enjoys candy corn. It gets a bad rap. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween from the Cumulus Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe and follow us at youtube.com slash Cumulus Podcast. Candy corn is terrible. It's atrocious. It shouldn't be allowed. It's not a candy. Ooh. Happy Halloween. <laughs>